back to Everyday Therapy. My name is Krista, and I'm here with my co-host, Brett, and we are licensed therapists. We are trying to make therapy more approachable and empower you to become the best version of yourself. And what? we are really excited here today <laughs> because we, it sounds like something that we would tell a little kid going to elementary school for the first day. Yes. And so I'm struggling with that, like how to get people to like you. Right. You know? And so like, be nice. Yep. And don't interrupt and things like that. And it, yep. I, it seems almost insulting to talk about this. And yet it is something, ironically, we struggle with from elementary school to everyday life as an adult still. Oh, I completely agree. There's days where I, in my everyday interactions with people, I'm like, I could teach a class. I could teach a class, not just for myself or not just for other people, but for myself too. Things that I do mm-hmm. where I'm like, why do I? I that's not a good way to like get people to like me. Yes. And we're not talking about liking you in like a, you have to um, become this fake person or become like a people pleaser or anything like that. This is like just generally socially, how do I interact with others mm-hmm. in a way that's reinforcing Yes, where they want to keep interacting with me and yes. come close to me. And I want to reinforce yep. how powerful this is. Yes. Because we talk about it to our kids going into elementary school, but look at even as adults, how we chase likes on social media. Oh, that is such a good point. I didn't even think of that. We, we live for the likes from other people on social media. And that reminds me, too, of something I learned years ago, which is super helpful, super powerful, how we, we live to get A words from other people. Okay. So uh, A words would be like uh, attention. Mm. acceptance, mm-hmm. affirmation, mm-hmm. affection. And so we- Approval. Approval. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we live to get other people's A words. And so we will, when we have to perform mm-hmm. in order to get an A word in a relationship, that relationship becomes toxic. Ah. So this is how we get people to like us a lot of times is by performing, doing something, doing anything to get that a word Mm. from somebody else. And when we are in a relationship like that, it's really toxic. But I want to highlight it because we talked about just before we started the podcast, let's maybe identify some of the ineffective things we do to get people to like us or to get those A words. Yeah, I love that. Because just for a review, last um, the last episode, part one, was about finding and getting people to like you. And it's just really solid really solid things. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to do, we were going to continue with that conversation, but a lot of it, like you were saying, is pretty, pretty intuitive. So instead let's talk about what's, what doesn't work. Yeah. The things (laughs) we do, the things we do that do not work to get the five A's, which I want to repeat because I think that was so great. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Affection, approval, affirmation, attention. Attention. I, I know I'm leaving one out, but that's pretty darn good. Four out of five is pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty darn good. But that's what we're after. Okay. So this is great. So, and then we talked about social media and chasing the likes and all those things. So what do you think are things, what's something, an example of something not to do or that doesn't work? Well, I think, um, what's maybe sticking with the A words that some of the things we do is we, we kind of lose ourselves or tailor ourselves. Okay. To get, that a word from somebody else. So I know somebody wants this or they like this yes. or they respect this. Mm-hmm. And so then therefore I do that yep. for them. 
almost like a, like, <laughs> like you know, a little like dog a go- waiting for a treat. A golden you know? retriever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a perfect example of golden. <laughs> and then you know, I do this for them. Yeah. So that I get their their a words, I get their attention, I get their approval, I get their affection. And mm-hmm. but the problem is, is I'm losing myself, my authentic self. Hey, there's an a word. I hey. lose my authentic my authenticity to get those a words from another person. So specifically, sure. what does that mean? Well, I may not want to do certain things. I may really not want to do something for mm-hmm. somebody else. Right. And yet I do it. And when I do it, I'm denying myself and what I want and deferring to them and what they want. Mm. And I just, I gradually begin to lose myself. Right. All because I'm trying to get somebody to like me. So this sounds like one of those that seems like it works at first. Yes. Right? Because like, it does. Right. Because at first you're like, oh, that that's great. They, I said what they want, you know, what I think they wanted me to say. I agreed to the things that I should have. But over time... Mm-hmm. I think that isn't something that makes someone want to keep hanging around you, right? Well, I, it can. It can. But I think it... it There's it, a cost. What it, yeah, thank you. What's the yeah. cost? The cost is I lose myself. I don't know myself very well. Mm. I know how everybody else thinks and feels. I don't know what I think and feel and want and need. And so yep. we do this... Consider, you know, all the environments we can do this. We can do this in our home environment. We can yep. do this in an education environment, like with teachers and professors. Yep. We can do this certainly in a work environment, right? Yep. yep. And so we live for those A words. We do it on social media. When we're looking for the like, for somebody mm. to like what we say, yep. we're looking for that affirmation. Yep. And But we're losing ourselves, And that's stressful because the the thought that we have... Yeah. That really drives this is that the responsibility is all on me mm. to keep this other person happy, affirming, accepting, approving, whatever. So we live with this constant pressure yeah. that the pressure's all on me to yep. make sure everything's okay in mm. my relationship with this person, whether it's my boss or my spouse or even my kids or my professor. Mm. That is a ton of stress. I was going to gonna say that sounds exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And we do that all in an attempt to get people to like us. Right. Okay. So would you say that's like being overly, how would you s- summarize that? Like being inauthentic or like. Oh, I like that. Being, um, I don't know. People pleaser doesn't seem like it's quite hitting. I think it's close. It's close to people pleasing. Yeah. yeah I think it's close. Um, but I, I, there's all sorts of ways you can talk yeah. about it. One is over-functioning. I know, I think I talked Ooh, about yeah. crazy town once before. Yeah, over, yeah. Yeah, I over-function and I, it's when I take responsibility for how everybody else thinks and feels at the expense of not taking any responsibility okay. for how I think and feel. Yep. Is, that, is that a summary? That makes total sense because it's two parts. It's not just that you were worrying about that other person and what they think and feel. You are also, part two of that yes. is neglecting your own needs, wants, yes. and feelings, right? How's this for a succinct? Yeah. I'm, I'm losing me in order to get you. Ah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. That's yep. co- you talked about cost? Yeah. That's costly. Yep. And imagine if you do that in most of your relationships. And many of us do. Yep. No matter, no wonder people are tired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, you know, I think about public speaking and the number one fear people have. And why is that? Oh, it's the belief. What do people think about me? Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's like too, yeah, it's too many targets to hit. 
Right. Right. Yeah. That's like, about pressure. Yeah. Being responsible for how my audience feels. And I've done a lot of public speaking and sure. I, I can do okay. Mm-hmm. But when I get caught up in, Ooh, people aren't liking what I'm saying. Ooh, I, I don't, they're not responding the way I want. Ooh, that joke fell, fell flat. flat. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've even caught myself backing up as I'm speaking because of my self talk. Oh my gosh. And body language. Right. Yeah. And that just underscores, I think the, the power of this and we'd like to think we grow up and we mature and sure we can <laughs> like to think that it's yeah. just not generally true i don't think yep yep so yeah we lose ourselves for the sake of getting someone to like us okay another thing that i think we do is gossip Ooh, i think that's oh, yeah. a big one right yes and i know for me i'm gonna just tell you right now i've gossiped before what i know oh my goodness you've I lost know. all my will A-words. you still be my friend <laughs> lost all your a words oh no (laughs) nightmare um absolutely and i know i've thought about it too is like what need is getting met to gossip right Mm. and it's for me it's the feeling of i'm bonding with this other person at the cost of a third person right like like if i talk this this and this about so-and-so with with jane yes it's like we're we're closer now but I not only sold myself, my self respect, <laughs> but I also put Jane down, or not Jane, um, the other person. Down. I don't know yeah. who I was. I lost control of my um, the names well, I was I, using. Yeah, but no, person A, B, and right C. <laughs> yeah, you and you really underscore. I think our our drive for connection. Yes. Yes. And right. You said that so well. I, I I want this connection with this person yep. at the expense of the other. Yes. That I'm gossiping about and myself, right? Because yes. I'm not only putting that other person down. But I know for me, it doesn't feel good. I don't like how I feel about myself after I gossip. Because I'm just like, now why did I do that? (laughs) And that's such a great question. Right? It it, it really, I think, invites us to be more curious. Not critical when we do it. Right. Because that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to be curious and say, just what you asked. Like, wow, hmm, why did I do that? What was about that? And my guess is, in a general sense, it would be, I'm wanting connection. Right. Exactly. Or I think sometimes, too, and it might be related to connection, is I, I'm feeling this need to defend myself, too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. And it is not something that uh, we, we're we always hypervigilant about in, in high school, like who's gossiping about whom. Mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly something we do as adults. And it's oh. incredibly toxic in the work environment or in home situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know... Um, I, I found that it's incredibly commonplace in families, yes. um, even my own family. And I have to be careful because there's certain relatives that I get together with them and all of a sudden I'm, t- well, did you hear about so-and-so, cousin Susie or whatever, you know? Like, right. And I don't can have you a, believe? Yeah. Right, can yeah. you believe what happened? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And even telling things that like, it's not my business to tell, like just, yeah, news. Yeah. And it's almost like a gossip column, you know, where it's like, Oh, well, here's the latest on so-and-so. And I, yeah. so anyway, I think. Well, it's funny you say that because when I work out, I always work out at the machine in front of ESPN. And. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching sports highlights, but yep. I'm listening to music. Okay. And sure. so it's interesting to watch TV and not hear what they're saying. And because <laughs> there's a little more objectivity to it. I think when you watch and you're not listening to what's being said. Sure. And I look at that and I think this is a lot of gossip. Yeah. You know, like, uh, who should be the league's, football league's MVP this year? 
Um, Ooh, la, la. Should should uh, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, have fired uh, the coach? <laughs> you know, and, and it's like everybody's weighing in on this. Sure. And it's kind of under the guise of entertainment, but it's really gossip because people are being very judgmental towards others. Yeah. And everyone's weighing in on an opinion. And then we all sort of agree or we don't. And, it, and I thought about this as I'm working out. I'm like... This sounds a lot like high school hallways to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And it's not just it's not just football, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's or sports. Oh, it's, it's everywhere. Really, what are they talking about? They're talking about relationships. Yep. Exactly. And, and anywhere relationships are, gossip will occur. Yep. Well, one thing I've kind of grappled with over the years is like, okay, if I'm around gossip, what do I do? Like, if I don't want to gossip. And there's gossip happening, or someone opens the door. Yes. What do I do? What do, do you do? That's a great question. How do I back question. out of it? <laughs> great question. I think that's a question a lot of people have and don't necessarily know how to answer. Right. Because I don't want to hear. Here's where my automatic thoughts go: is I'm mm-hmm. thinking, if I put a stop to this, they're going to think I'm a goody two shoes. You know? Yes. If I'm like, I and let's not gossip about you know. They may not like you. Exactly. <laughs> See? No, but this this yeah, directly relates because it, it is that like instinctual, like, oh man, they're gonna yeah. think this, this, or this about me, and I can't control that. Yeah. Right? Oh, I know. And this is what I do. Okay. I try to do. I, I certainly don't do it as much as I would like. Okay. And we've talked a lot about being dialectical and how we think mm-hmm. and meaning just being very balanced and getting away from all or nothing kind yep. of thinking. Sure. And really what gossip is, is it's an all or nothing way of thinking about somebody. Ah. It's, it's disparaging towards them as if there's nothing redemptive or good about this person okay. either. And so sure. I see that whether it's ESPN or I see it in our political season we're in as mm-hmm. people vilify the other candidate consistently. It's yeah. this teeing up this person that we gossip about as all bad because sure. of this. Yep. And so I liked, and it's more, I think, for me rather than for the other people. I, I just don't want to get involved in that. And yet I get sucked in. Mm-hmm. I try to be dialectical and say, yeah, I'll lead with some validation. Like, yeah, that can be really frustrating. And you know what? I really appreciate. Yep. And then I'll say something that's validating. Yeah. And I find in a subtle way it's effective because it's it it's while they're trying to in, incriminate the other person they're gossiping about, mm-hmm. when I offer something validating about that person, it's sort of incriminating to the gossipers. Mm. And that's not, not my intention. My no. intention is I just don't want to get sucked in. Yep. I don't like it. And I don't think it's good in 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 a work home, whatever context. Yeah. So I try to add that. And because I don't want to be the goody two shoes either, <laughs> which is not even necessarily what they would think to your point. Right. But true. But you're right. You're not like confronting anybody yeah. per se. And I don't want to shame them. Exactly. Uh, although shame is OK sometimes. I think if somebody people are gossiping, mm-hmm. shame is appropriate. Like, sure. Yeah. We that's where shoulds are actually very appropriate. We should not be doing that. I, I think it's hard to lean into that because. Yeah, what are the ramifications of yep. doing that? Yeah, people are going to be upset with me. Now, they're, if they're gossiping about these people mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, tell them to stop, yeah. well, who are they going to gossip about next, right? Yeah, so, right. All of that, I, I refuse to intervene because I want to get people to like me. Right. 
That's the kind of keeps coming back to that. It does. So okay. uh, any other thoughts on what we can do to help ourselves not gossip? Uh, I offer like really thinking dialectically about yep. people. Like there, yep. there's good things and there's really bad things. Yep. And I, that's even with me. We kind of gossip about ourselves in yeah. our own mind too. Actually, that's so true. Oh, I just thought of that now. Yeah. And so we yeah. need to combat that in our own self-talk mm-hmm. so that I'm offering a balanced perspective of myself. Yeah, I blow it. I'm, yep. I'm, I I look at me and I'm like, I can't believe I did that again. What yep. is my problem? And look what some of the good things I am doing. And I can feel really good about this. Yep. So whether it's internal or interpersonal, we need to offer kind of this counterbalance. Yep. I totally agree. One more thought on the gossip. Um yep. Have we talked before about the concept of feeling one up and one down? I don't think so. Okay. So briefly, um, I think gossip is an attempt to get back into the one up position. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if we're not feeling quite good enough about ourselves, which is pretty frequent, pretty common, right? Um, Gossip, I think, is trying to get us feeling, we're feeling one down already, not good enough. So if we think if I gossip about this person, not th- and this isn't just for the relationship, but oftentimes it is. Right. It, so it's an attempt at, you know, getting closer with someone. But we're also kind of like, well, if I put so-and-so down behind their back, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel yes. one up yes. and better about myself. Well, it doesn't work. But when I – we were talking about what to do if I find myself in a gossip situation is what am I feeling one down about? Mm-hmm. or And just being aware. Just mm-hmm. like if I'm feeling like I want to gossip about someone, I must be feeling one in the one down position. Mm-hmm. Right. So then it's like, OK, I want to be a neutral. I don't need to be better than anybody nah, I else. Like I don't need to be less than anybody else. But like, let me get back into neutral <laughs> before mm-hmm. I launch into a whole thing about so and so and what they did. And yeah, I really like that. I was thinking as you were speaking in terms of what's wrong with being in the one down position. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I assume a position of humility regularly and say, yeah. Yeah. I want to keep learning. Um, yep. You know, and I think we were talking even before this, yeah. uh, before the podcast, how in work environments you want to just keep achieving. So you can kind of put your sure. resume out there and say, hey, look what I'm doing. Yep. And, and I think it's a lot that that puts a lot of pressure on us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more freeing just to be in a, a one down position and say, yeah, I, hmm. I want to just keep learning. Yeah. I really messed up on that. That's interesting because I think that admitting you're wrong and that you don't know anything. I think that's more like being in neutral because you're like, I have mm-hmm. inherent worth. It's not Ooh, like so that. one down to me is like I feel crummy about myself, which is not yeah. true about yeah. you. So like for me, one down isn't so much humility. It's like I feel crummy inside and I'm gonna take so and so down with me. That's a really good distinction. Yeah, because yeah. when you're able to be humble, you're also kind of recognizing I'm not better than other people, mm-hmm. but I'm also not less than other people, right? Right. You know, and I'm, I'm glad saying, you brought that up. Yeah, I'm saying less than in terms of like it's almost a it's a distortion. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. the, the one down has this this negative connotation mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we fall into an all or nothing perspective there on ourselves yep. when we're in this one down. Like I. We should on ourselves. I shouldn't there you be go. one down. There you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yet it's, um, I think of like, uh, was it Collins wrote that uh, research for Harvard Business Review, like really going from good to great. And he talked about effective leaders of 
companies that went from good to being great, the the, the leader, they thought a lot of it related to the leader itself and okay. the characters of the leader. They didn't necessarily conclude it was always about the leader, but they did find one inherent quality trait, and it was humility. Nice. Which kind of goes into another thing we do to try to um, connect with people and get people to like us is we steal the spotlight. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. So what do we mean by that? We yeah. mean like somebody's talking about something about themselves mm-hmm. and the spotlight's on them. But then we respond by making the conversation about ourselves. And yeah. now the spotlight is on me. And we don't always do that out of this narcissistic tendency. Sometimes it's it's out of a sincere desire to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't realize I've just stolen the spotlight from this person. I'm trying to connect and say, hey, look, we we have this I in relate. common. Yeah, yeah, isn't this great? Totally. And the other person can feel like. <sighs> well, I was talking about my yeah. experience and yeah, now thanks. I'm now I'm not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, OK, I guess it's all about you right now. Um, and it's not our intent. So many things in life can be summarized on with Saturday Saturday Night Live sketches. Did yeah. you ever see the Debbie Downer one? Oh, years. Yeah. OK, I, yeah. so it's been a long time and I, I'm <laughs> I'm blanking on the name of the actress, but yeah, it's um, it might be Rachel, Rachel something. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's so perfect because instead of stealing the spotlight of like, oh, I'm so great. Yes. Debbie Downer steals the spotlight Ooh, in I'm wow. so like I have it worse. Yeah. So someone will say like, oh, man, my cat, I had to bring my cat to the vet and it's, it's so expensive. And Debbie Downer will be like, well, I have four cats and they're all dying. And, and you know, and blah, blah, yes. blah. like again, and she does it so perfectly. Yeah. Um, and it can sound like almost humility. Yeah. Um, like I've got because it's self-deprecating in yeah. a way, but it, it leads with self. nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then after she says it, after she speaks the band someone yes. in the band goes wah, wah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and like right on cue yeah um, i gotta look that up again yeah, yeah totally so yeah. um to your point about stealing the spotlight we do it both with wanting to you know again yes. be one up and be one down yeah it's like as I've long got as i'm making it about myself <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yes and, and there's so. a lot of ways people do that right we do. Uh-huh. We do. And it kind of can be like, I think of uh, Eeyore. Mm-hmm. Eeyore is yes. like, oh boy. Nothing ever works yeah. out for me. Yeah. And and so it's, yep. I'm glad you brought that up because I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really important right. Uh, right. distinction too, that we can, as long as we're making it about ourselves and stealing the spotlight. Uh-huh. And sometimes it is well intended. You know, I, I just want to make a connection and I'm looking for common ground. Yep. And think that this person is going to feel connected with me. And in fact, they may feel disconnected with me mm-hmm. because it feels to them like I just stole the spotlight. Exactly. So we want to be reading people's there you go. body language, too. If yep. people kind of look down, if they sort of look shut away. down, they look away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, we're not. We're just so kind of consumed with ourselves mm-hmm. to make the connection yep. that we miss all those cues from the other person yep. telling us, um, yeah. So if you are someone that tends to, or maybe you notice about yourself that you're someone who steals the spotlight, whether by kind of hijacking the story into mm-hmm. a, you know, something that happened to you or something to talk yourself up, you can come back from it by being aware and saying like, oh, actually you were saying something. Mm-hmm. I've done it before where I've, I'm trying to connect with someone and I'm like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be like, oh, actually though, 
go back to your story. <laughs> like, I, that's you, great. Can, you can recover. You can. Um, if you catch yourself. Well, and it's a great, great way when we can catch ourselves doing that to shape our own behavior. Yes. Because I'm interrupting the behavior. I'm stopping that. Mm-hmm. Now I become more mindful of it. Yep. And as I'm more mindful and aware of it, I yeah. can accept it and just adjust now and be like, oh, and how empowering is that to the other person? Yeah, totally. Because they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, mm-hmm. th- thanks for, you know, correcting, course correcting. Yes, right? <laughs> right. I think it's it's super empowering to the other person, too, when we can do that. And that's a big part of our mission statement here at Nystrom is we want to empower people to be the best version of themselves. Yep. And it's so disempowering when we make it. All about herself. Exactly. Yeah, I catch myself a lot of times saying to people, uh, "Am I talking too much?" And yeah, I'll say that what, too. I don't know why I asked the question. What's someone going to say? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're really a, kind of a narcissist. Would you just shut up, Brett? You know, I, I, but I'm, I'm saying it to catch myself. And well, right, because right there you said, "Why?" You know, what is the purpose of saying something like that? Because would somebody actually say, "Yes, mm-hmm. you are"? Probably not. But what you're doing is you're signaling that you're aware that yes. you've been talking. More than the yeah. other person or more than you might want to. And so this is the key, yes. I think, in a very simplistic way uh, to really, it just sounds, I know it's kind of nebulous and hard to kind of put our hands around it because it's not super concrete. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is, even in these examples, be your authentic self. Yep. You want people to like you. Yep. Well, you want them to like you. So be, yeah. be you. Yes. Let them like you. you and don't give them this false pretense. Don't give them this false image of, of yourself. Just yep. be yourself. Yeah. And don't and do it unapologetically. Yep. Uh, unless you realize, oh, I hurt somebody's feelings, then you can apologize. But yeah. there's no reason to apologize. Yep. Just be yourself and be authentic. So when you and I say, hey, uh, I I think I'm talking too much. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or yep. you know, you were talking about yourself, and I kind of diverted. Yep. That is being authentic mm-hmm. with people. That's being exactly. in the moment and authentic and very empowering towards people. And I think these ways that we uh, try to get people to like us that are ineffective, notice it's it's really all about connection and yeah. failed or misaligned uh, ways of connecting with people. I try to connect because I perform to get their A words. I try to connect uh, from... a gossiping. I try to connect uh, by stealing the spotlight. Right. And notice that's all kind of about me. Yep. And I'm I'm trying to do something to get somebody's approval rather than just be, be myself. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I think this is helpful for us to realize, yeah, these are things we do that are not real effective um, to get people to like us. And I think just catching yourself um, when you do that yep. is a real tangible move towards being your authentic self. And people are really drawn to that. They're drawn to I authenticity. Think so. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. So to recap, we had um, kind of selling yourself short, like kind of uh, the first one was losing yourself to gain yes. approval or the yes. A's. The right? A words. Attention, approval, affection. Yeah, etc. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one was gossip, an attempt to get closer with someone at the expense of a third person. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then number three was stealing the spotlight. Right. Yeah. Um, and all these things take just that level of awareness of how mm-hmm. am I showing up <laughs> in yes. my social interactions. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it yep. is uh, 
It's very freeing when we can do that. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds simple and it's hard. Yep. It's hard. Can, can I throw in a bonus one? That uh, I, yes. That no I extra just charge. No Come extra charge. This, this is uh, on the house. Complaining. Tell me more. Okay. So, because I was just thinking, like, as I was kind of summarizing, I was like, are there any that, you know, I'm leaving out? And one that popped into my head is it's sort of like the Debbie Downer thing. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a way of stealing the spotlight. But it's it's doesn't necessarily mean you're making it about you, per se. Like, you're not saying, like, oh, well, I have it worse. You're just like, oh, well, this, this, and this about this situation is just awful. <laughs> right? Like, you can. Yes. So maybe this is just an extension of stealing the spotlight is, like, you can make it about you and your life and what's going on with you. Or mm-hmm. you can be just globally, broadly complaining about Everything. any given situation. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, being, a, yeah. being why, negative. Why, what's the utility? What's the benefit of complaining? Why do we do it? Yeah, why do we do it? I think we do it to bond. We think we're yes. connecting with other people. Yeah, That's it's, been it's, my experience. It's the motivation to connect. Yes. It's like yes. if we all commiserate together. Yes. See, we're together. We're on together. This. We're Which the same. kind of leads us into our next topic for next episode. Perfect. Which is what we do in these relationships a lot of times to get a connection. Yep. There's a boundary infraction and we build these relationship triangles. Oh, yes. And so it happens everywhere. So we're real excited to talk about that in our next episode. Incredibly relevant and practical for every area of your life. We're going to do a geometry lesson about triangles. Yes. No, <laughs> gosh, now we just lost all our listeners. I know, right? Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> but, uh, hey, super, super relevant for every area of your life. That's why we call it Everyday, everyday Therapy. We'll see you next time. Thank you as always for listening and please be sure to leave us a review. While this podcast can't be a replacement for therapy, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today and join us again next time. Nice German Associates is always available to those who are struggling. If you find yourself in need of support and help, please check us out at nicestermcounseling.com.